everybody to rabbit sports and lifestyle with ray j where we don't just talk about sports but we get into life too today we are on episode number three the topics that we're going to be looking into today we're going to be looking into the start of the college football playoff we are going to be getting into a premature conversation about the NBA Rookie of the Year. Is it Luka Doncic or is it DeAndre Ayton? And the last thing we're going to get into, our lifestyle topic of the day, something that drives me nuts, and that is mixed signals. So before we get started in this program, I just wanted to apologize on my last podcast. My voice was a little raspy. Uh, that is absolutely fixed today, as you can hear, and I just want to get out my holiday greeting just one more time and wish everybody a happy new year. If I do not post a new podcast before the new year, I know it has been some time. I haven't posted really since Christmas Eve, so I just wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way, and I wish you all the best. And a new year is a new beginning, but if you really think about it, every day is also a new beginning. So go out there, live your best life. Um, before we get into the college football playoffs, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, well, Raymond, you're about sports. Why aren't you getting into week 17 as one of your real topics? And I'm going to be very honest with you here. Um, all of the games, we have a lot of enticing games with divisions on the line, playoff spots on the line, and playoff seeds on the line, mainly in the AFC. We got two games for the NFC. I just personally believe that no matter how much the hype is filled on these games, Nothing is going to be an upset, and it's going to pertain to be what I think it is to be. So I apologize. That's why it's not one of my main topics. But I'll give you a quick uh, look at the games, and I'll tell you what I really do think. So you have Cleveland and Baltimore. I think Baltimore will win this game, albeit a tight game. But I do feel that Baltimore will come on top in this game. Cincinnati travels to the Steelers. I feel the Steelers will win this game. But this means that the Steelers miss out on the playoffs because Baltimore beats Cleveland. You have the Houston Texans playing the Jaguars and New England playing the Jets to determine the number two seed. I feel both of those teams will handle the other team. So I feel New England will have the number two seed. San Diego, Kansas City, possibly fighting for the number one seed. San Diego's playing the Broncos. They looked very deflated. I feel San Diego will handle them. The Raiders, as uplifting as a win that was last week, I feel they will get blown out by the Chiefs. 
Um, so if you can see the trend that I'm really getting on here and the reason why I'm not really wanting to delve in to all the Week 17 games, um, a lot of them at this point are meaningless. Or personally, I feel a lot of them are easy picks. Um, the only fun pick that I could really see out of all of these, um, Philadelphia definitely has a chance to go ahead and beat Washington as low-manned as they've been for the past uh, five or six weeks. And the Minnesota Vikings definitely have an opportunity to lose against the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are absolutely a better team, so it'll be a great game for them to prep in before they get into the playoffs and to make sure that they don't have to face the Minnesota Vikings for the third time. So I personally feel that is the only uplifting thing that you're going to see I don't but I don't really call it an upset or a comeback so I'm sorry that's why I'm not really delving in this week into NFL week 17 um, but let's get into it college football playoffs started last night um, and I'll be honest it was a couple of disappointing games now Raymond you're being a hypocrite you just said the NFL was going to have some disappointing games so why are you pointing this out with the with the NFL, but not with the college football playoff. I will tell you why. With the college football playoff, I truly have the belief that we really need to get to this committee that the out-of-conference schedule needs to be strengthened for these teams. We should not have three undefeated teams in the 14 college football playoff. Um, I guess you could question if you want to do eight teams in the college football play. But the biggest issue for me going forward is that it's almost the same teams every single year. And I know the outcome and I know these teams can beat their conference. I know Alabama can beat absolutely anybody in the SEC. Sure, will Georgia give them a run for their money at times because now they have a former Coach of the uh, Crimson Tide over there? Sure, why not? LSU sometimes play hard. Will they give them an opportunity to lose to them? Sure, why not? But does it ever happen? It's been very rare in these last six years. So what's the solution? Strengthen the out-of-conference schedule in the beginning of the year for Alabama. Find somebody that will actually test them. Um... Notre Dame, they did not deserve to be in this game. That's the first game I'm going to go over. Notre Dame and Clemson, 30-3. to This is absolutely despicable, and this is the reason why everybody argued that Georgia might as well have been in the playoff because Georgia would have stood much better of a chance against Alabama or against the Clemson than Notre Dame did. At the end of the day, Yes, going undefeated is an uncharted territory. Going undefeated is something that is absolutely wonderful and something that is very hard to achieve. But if you really, really, really look into your heart of hearts and you see that Notre Dame's best win came against a fluky Michigan before they were building themselves up and before they became... It looked like a possible contender until they got blown up by Ohio State. You look at the rest of their schedule, and it's highly mediocre. One of the huge problems of that with Notre Dame is because they are not linked into a conference. 
put the pressure on Notre Dame that they need to get into a big five school conference. So that way they can earn these bids and that way they can be tested in their schedules. It doesn't make sense to me. Yes, a team is 12 and 0, but you're going to talk about your key wins coming against USC, Stanford, Michigan State, Michigan. Two out of the teams, I believe, or maybe three, were over 500. So it's not really that impressive when you look at it at the end of the day. They play Navy. They play Army. Notre Dame is not contending with top teams and truly testing themselves. That's, this is why people made that argument for Georgia. So this is why we're now looking at this and now wondering, what are we going to do with this college football playoff? Because the only thing that we look forward to now is the final, which the final has delivered us some damn good games, and we're about to get another damn good game with Alabama and Clemson. This is going to be their third time playing in the last four years. Alabama also gave us a really damn good game against Georgia. Um, but this is the issue that's going on. Notre Dame absolutely got handled. And then you look at Oklahoma last night with Alabama. Now, this one was not as despicable. Got to give them a little bit of credit. The coach did not have them give up. Lincoln Riley did a really good job as far as halftime adjustments and as far as keeping his team's head in the game and not letting them give up after it was 28 to nothing. And actually, if you bet on Oklahoma last night and you gave them the points, you actually would have won a couple of bucks because Alabama was a 14-point favorite and they won by 11 last night. But if you look at the game, at the end of the day, there was no thoughts and there was no pressure that the Alabama Crimson Tide were ever going to lose this game at any time. And this is the predicament and this is the problem that college football is facing and they've been facing it for years and nobody wants to do anything about it. Same thing. I could go with my favorite team, Penn State. They may always be the third or fourth best team in the conference. Um, but you look at it, even in their fantastic years, you start off the schedule, Youngstown State, Akron. Who the hell knows that Akron is going to upset you? Like, it's just not going to happen. And sure, we're having these better stories now. Out of nowhere, these Division II teams are upsetting these Division I teams. And yes, they're making for great stories, but the only reason for these games, they're basically like preseason games. So I get it. You want to schedule one game, maybe even two games. Go ahead. Do those easy games. Get your players prepared and mentally in it for the season. Spring practice sometimes might not be enough because you're only playing against yourself. So I get it. Go ahead. Go for it. But the whole damn schedule, let's get some damn ranked teams going on with this out-of-conference schedule. Not just the primetime ABC Saturday game, not just a Saturday afternoon game to go ahead and, you know, do it for the TV ratings. Let's do this with all the teams. I mean, you got to look into this because everybody is going into this. Every single year, same thing, Clemson, let's be real. Everybody knows that Clemson can beat anybody in the ACC. Absolutely no issue at this point. And now they have a true freshman heading the tail right now. So now we know, not only for this year, but for the next three years, Clemson is going to be 
the champion in the ACC. So this is just downright pathetic. You should change it up. Strengthen the schedule. Find somebody to battle test them. Even if it's gritty, grindy, ugly, even if it ruins the team that you want to be in the college playoff, something has to be done at the end of the day. So those are my summaries for those two games. So Notre Dame and Clemson, absolute disaster at 30-3. and three. All-time and big-time BCS games since the BCS era has came out. Notre Dame is now 0-6 in BCS games, um, BCS bowls, or title games. Um, so that's a huge stat right there, right? Oklahoma and Alabama. Overall, not the worst game. High-flying offense. Kyle, Kyle Murray ended up putting on a much better show. After being down 28 to nothing, uh, still finished with some mediocre passing numbers, almost 50% completion percentage, but he had over 400 yards, 300 passing, over 100 on the ground. Tua was just too good, though. Uh, this Alabama team, just too good, though, off the start. You never had the thought or the opportunity to think, you know what? Oklahoma is going to stop this offense and make a game of it. So overall, this is my summary for the college football playoff. Um, it's fun to think about. It's definitely great to get into. Uh, it's definitely a better idea than to go ahead and the last week have the BCS determine that the best two teams are going to play each other. But at the end of the day, is it really different than the BCS picking the best two teams to play each other when in recent history it's been one versus two, one versus two, one versus two again and again. Um, I'd have to look into it a little bit more. Maybe the year Ohio State went into it, but I cannot remember the last time it hasn't been one versus two. So that is the rant for college football for me. So I am done with that. We are going to move into the NBA now. And we're going to get into premature talks about the NBA Rookie of the Year. Luka Doncic versus um, DeAndre. There we go. Sorry about that. Um, so these guys are doing fantastic jobs um, producing for their teams early on in the season. The biggest key that I see between these two and they're producing. Aiton will be the first rookie to average a double-double in a while for a rookie. Um, and Luka Doncic is averaging uh, 19 points. Um, he's averaging, I believe, about six assists, um, four rebounds. So he's, he's given that complete performance. But the biggest thing for me and what sets Luka away from DeAndre is that his performance is actually giving the Mavs chance to actually win games. And that's huge. This dude is hitting step-back threes in clutch time in the fourth quarter like he's been in this game for over 10 years. For me with DeAndre Ayton, he's not getting the ball in clutch time. They're not going to be in that position to be getting the ball in clutch time uh, because the Phoenix Suns just aren't that good. And if they are in that position, then Devin Booker is getting the ball. So that is the biggest difference for me is that Luca, Luca's play is producing wins. 
and DeAndre's play. Meanwhile, it is fantastic, but it's not producing the better record that we all thought that we would go ahead and see. Sure, 17-10 and 10 is great. Shooting 62% is great. But if you're giving the same results with Devin Booker that you were last year, and you're still being projected to have another top five pick, you're not making the team better. This is my always my argument when like for rookies of the years or most valuable player conversations. Sure, the numbers are great to look at, but I really like to define who's making the difference in games, who's making the difference for records, and who's making the difference in clutch time. And right now, Luca is doing that, and his ball handling skills are absolutely filthy. And now you look at it. And a year ago, you would have thought Dennis Smith Jr. was the absolute rookie that needed to lead this Mavericks team for years to come. Now you go ahead and look at it. I'd actually want to trade Dennis Smith, see what he is worth on the open market, because right now this is Lucas' team, and he needs to be the main ball handler at all times. The other night, I just saw a game, and for some reason... It's 114 to 112. Dennis Smith Jr. is dribbling and taking the ball to the hole. Lucas had over 30 points and he shot, I believe, over 50% from the floor. Doesn't make sense to me. Dennis Smith has to go. So that's why I personally feel Luka Doncic is more valuable than DeAndre Ayton because without Luka, the Mavericks would be back to right where they started as a lottery team. This team, they could possibly be a 500 team. I don't think they will be a playoff team, but I do think late in the season, you look for this team, they're going to be making a lot of upsets. They're going to be making either people miss the playoffs or they're going to have people impacting seeds. Um, as I said, uh, when you have a kid that has no fear in stepping up and hitting a clutch three, uh, that corner three in Portland was absolutely bananas. So that was fantastic. Um, there's just so many highlights. You just look at him, cross somebody over, and just do the step back. Like it's just absolutely nothing. And you just got to give the edge to this kid, man. Um, he is possibly one of the best we have seen in quite some time as far as a rookie not only producing and making his team better, um, but just feeling comfortable playing the game of basketball. He's been a pro since he was 16 years old, so that gives him a huge, huge advantage. Um, so that's going to be the NBA talk for the day. Um, as I said, this will now be the lifestyle section of the podcast. So the lifestyle section today, um, as I said, you know, some weeks we're going to just, uh, you know, do some fun things, do some different things. Um, so week one, we did life hacks, uh, or episode one, I'm sorry, episode one, we did life hacks. Um, episode two, we went ahead and we got into uh, Christmas movies. We got into Netflix binges. Um, so what I wanted to do today um, just kind of really just vent and get a, something off my chest. Um, 
You know, I do feel that that is a uh, part of lifestyle at times. Um, so my biggest thing that I want to go ahead and get off from my chest today is women sending mixed signals. This is absolutely probably one of the most frustrating things for me as a man, personally. I am confident in the way I look, um, but, you know, I, I could say that, you know, hey, there's some things that I could do better about myself, but you know what? At the end of the day, I feel that I am an outgoing person. I feel that I am a fun person. I feel that I will go ahead. I will make you laugh. Uh, we can go ahead. We can get an intellectual conversation, uh, you know, and I'm a chameleon. I can just adapt and, you know, I'll want to get to know you and I'll want to get to know and do what you want. Um, but just these women nowadays, it just, um, it doesn't make sense to me. And this doesn't mean I'm pointing out everyone. Uh, but you know, these are just my personal stories. Um, per, uh, recently I went to a singles event a couple months ago, um, just to, you know, do something different. Um, at times I'm a very busy man in my life. Um, that's what restaurant managing does for you. Um, you know, it's long work weeks and with the downtime that you have, you kind of just want to sleep it away. So there's not really that much time. You know, I try to find a way, you know, to get to go out and, you know, try to, you know, enjoy my life and do things that, you know, I felt like I missed on in the past couple of years. Um, that's the one advantage I could say about, uh, this job that I've been back with recently. That's my first job. You know, I get to go out. Um, you know, I get to be out within the afternoon time so that I can, you know, if I want to go to the club or if I want to go dancing or if I want to do karaoke bar, which was actually why my voice was messed up the week before, um, you know, I can go ahead and I can do those things. So I'm at this singles event. I went up and I talked to this lady and, uh, you know, I'm, as you can hear in my tone, I feel I'm very respectful to women. I don't want to be derogatory towards them. I call them ladies. I feel that, you know, they have the right and they've earned to be respected and treated equal just as any human being and just as any man does. Um, but yeah, so I talked to her. We're having a great conversation. She has great etiquette. Um, she's a little older than me, but I really don't mind. And uh, at the end of it, you know, just kindly asked her, you know, I just said, hey, enjoyed your conversation, enjoyed your time. Uh, I really love to take your number, maybe take you out some time and we can get to know each other a little bit better. You know, just, you know, not really even saying, seeing what happens, but, you know, kind of earn to that side. So, you know, she kind of seems... You know, she's, I wouldn't say ecstatic, but, you know, she's like, yeah, absolutely. I'll be more than glad to take your number down. Um, so we exchange numbers and I don't even go for it and like, you know, just set myself up. But, you know, she asked me, she says, um, do you want to take down and give my number a call so you can make sure it actually goes through? So I'm like, well, sure. Okay. So that definitely means that, you know, because now she's putting effort on her end. So I'm like, oh, well, then she's definitely interested, you know, in hanging out and talking in the future. So I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, give a cordial goodbye, you know, then, you know, go our separate ways. So I text her two days after I met her because uh, I had a really busy work day the next day. So I just really wasn't into doing a text at that time. Um, 
So I texted her the next day and she never responded. So this makes absolutely no sense to me and it absolutely just drives me nuts. I'm man enough to be able to handle and take rejection. It is a part of life. I have no issues with taking rejection. I just don't understand either being led on or being misled into thinking that you're possibly interested, but you're just doing that maybe out of the kindness of your heart to not hurt me right off the bat. But for me, I feel that's the definition of a mixed signal. And why would you want to do that for somebody? Why can't you just be straight up and just say, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, I appreciate your time. I appreciate talking to you. But you know what? You're just really not my type. Okay, I'll get it. I completely understand. There's no problem with saying that. There's no problem with being honest to yourself and being honest to that other person. I respect that because that means that you know yourself, you know what you want. Completely fine. But no, you want me to take down your number. You want me to text you. You want me to wait and wait. And then I'm like, uh, okay, she's not texting me back. So this is obviously not happening. What the heck did I do on my end to make this wrong? I don't really know. So then uh, the next week I meet this girl and um, same thing. I mean, not really as far as, you know, saying a full conversation, but we had a good conversation and, you know, I talked to her again and, you know, just told her, hey, you know what? Um, I really appreciated your time. And uh, this one was a uh, pediatrician, uh, worked very hard. Um, so same thing, I get it. You have a busy work schedule, you have a busy work life. But hey, you know what? Let me take your number down. Maybe sometime we could chat in the future. No problem, she says. Yeah, definitely. I would be more than glad to, you know, shoot you a text sometime. So this one from, so now this one's after that incident that had happened before. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to a club afterwards. Let me go ahead and make sure I shoot her a text tonight so I don't look like a scumbag that's like saying, hey, you know what? I'm not going to wait to text her back until a couple days after I met her because I want to mess with her head. I don't like to take that derogatory. I don't like to take that mindset. If you're at that point where you're playing games, you're just wasting time with yourself. Um, so I went ahead, did it. Um, even worse this time. <laughs> It's, the, it's so much worse when it happens like this. For all my iPhone people, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I got left on red. <laughs> so I got left on red. And, uh, I, you know, it just it just leaves you so confused sometimes, man. And, uh, yeah, mixed signals uh, really, really get me. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, I get it. It's a part of the human, you know, nature to not want to truly hurt someone's feelings. Um, but I feel, I feel personally that mixed signals just shouldn't be a part of your vocabulary because at the end of the day, you can really hurt somebody more with mixed signals than you could if you would just be straight up and honest with them. Now, at the same time, this doesn't entitle you and give you the right to be a nasty, disgusting person and say, you know what, you're a slob, or you know what, you just don't compare to me, I'm not really into you, like, 
No, like, we are in a world now where we are sensitive. At the end of the day, what we think matters too. So I don't think that's fair to go ahead and down somebody like that in a world where depression numbers have skyrocketed and especially around this time of the year, suicides are at their highest. So, you know, those things should not be a part of it. So I just feel that, you know, just straight up honesty uh, will just set you free. For somebody that, you know, cannot handle that straight honesty, you've got to find that self-esteem to pick yourself up and to go ahead and make yourself better. Um, you know, not just for other people, um, but mainly, you know, for yourself. Um, for me, I don't delve into it, but Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And he gains my self-esteem for me by helping out actually others instead of helping out myself sometimes. And that's on my end personally. So um, for whoever you worship or for whoever you praise or even if you don't, I'm not here to judge. I think that's the greatest thing that, you know, God and Jesus Christ has taught me is that, you know, I make it my own will and my own choice to willingly love others and respect others, uh, regardless of who they are, but to try to help them to a better path. But yeah, I think um, we are at the end of the lifestyle, and uh, you just heard me, you know, kind of really give you a little bit of a therapy session today and uh, some sorts, and you know, I hope that it was intriguing, I hope it was helpful. If anybody has a solution to the question, um, or the topic at hand, uh, that's always much appreciated. And I have a new website for you guys, so I'm really excited about that. It is in the link of my bio on my Instagram, so I'm actually going to give it to you guys right here. It is rayjenkins 74wixsite dot com slash podcasting and on there you're gonna see ray j podcasting and you're gonna see all the links for me you're gonna see the link to my apple podcast because i post on there now you're gonna see the link to the soundcloud because i post on soundcloud originally and you're also going to see the link to my instagram you can follow me shout me out if you want me to recommend a topic that's where you can go ahead, be the easiest access to reach me, and I'll be more than glad to delve out. Or if you want to reach out, do a Skype interview sometimes and, you know, get integrated with me. I'd be more than glad to do that as well. Um, it's always great to get involved with all of your listeners. So I thank you all so much for your time and so much for, you know, just allowing me to keep allowing my voice to grace your ears and you have a lovely rest of your day. I don't